we're going to talk about being led by the Spirit. Amen. I start to steal Joyce Meyer's uh, title and say, have your power gone sour? Because that's what I was feeling. <laughs> power gone sour. Amen. But, you know, we do go and reach the end of our rope. Because we try so hard to do everything within our own strength. And then when that fails after so long, and there's nothing that we can really do to make our situation change, finally, we decide that we want to hear from God. Amen? And we need to hear from God. Hallelujah. So the thing is... The thing is, we have a lot of information, but not enough revelation. And I'm going to work off that. I'm going to work from there. Amen. We have a lot of information, but not enough revelation. And that's because we need to be led by the Spirit. Amen. See, if you're not operating in the Spirit realm, then you're going to pick up all sorts of good ideas. They may not be bad ideas. Amen. They could be good ideas, but it's not God's idea. Because only God's ideas work. Amen. God does things after the counsel of his own will. In other words, he does things the way he chooses to do them. And he does things that's going to benefit us in the long run because he's working from the big picture. We work from only what we can see in the natural. Amen. And so we just want a, fi- a quick fix. We want a band-aid on things because we get tired of the pressure. Amen. But God is, is kind of letting us stew in our own pressure for a little while like in a pressure cooker. Amen. But he's working things out from the inside out. He's working on those things for eternal purposes. Amen. And when I say eternal purposes, I mean when God does something, it does not go undone and become undone again. What he does is a permanent fix. He doesn't temporarily fix anything. Amen. So sometimes we have to trust God. Well, all the time. Trust him. And believe that he's working things together for our good. Amen. Hallelujah. God doesn't make mistakes. And so he's going to give us anything. that If if we ask for wisdom, he'll give it to us liberally. The Bible says liberally. So you can't ask for too much wisdom. Because God can give you as much as you will receive. Amen. Revelation knowledge comes when the little light bulb comes on. Amen. Hallelujah. There's light that floods your heart. That's what revelation knowledge is. It's when light floods your heart and there's no more darkness there. It's like the light is cut off. But when that light comes on, then God has shown you something or told you something. You heard it with spiritual ears. You say, oh, okay, that's what, you know, that's what I was missing. And so God will give you as much revelation knowledge as you can receive. Amen. But our power goes sour when we just uh, reach that, that brick wall. Amen. And we can't do anything more. And so we have to cry out to God so that he can help us. We need the Holy Spirit to lead and teach us and guide us into all truth. So the Holy Spirit is much needed in every situation. Amen. But sometimes we, if we get into uh, carnality or if we sometimes have wrong conversation, wrong whatever, it can knock us out of the spirit realm and we start picking up on carnal methods to solve our problems. Amen. And sometimes we can do it 5, 10, 15, 20 times a day. But it's best to walk in the spirit. The Bible says if you walk in the spirit, you won't enjoy the lust of the flesh. Because the flesh feels good. Amen. Sometimes you feel like you just want to tell somebody off. I know y'all don't cuss nobody out in here. I know that nobody in here does that. But sometimes if you just feel like you just want to tell somebody a piece of your mind, see, if you walk in the Spirit, you won't get there. You don't do that. Amen? Because you're not, you know, your flesh doesn't need to be fed like that. Amen? So we need the Holy Spirit to lead, to teach, and to guide us into all truths. You know, the Holy Spirit won't leave you puzzled. 
Because he'll give you peace. Amen. See, this is the thing. We don't have to know everything that God is doing for us. But you need that peace that passes all understanding. And that's what why the Holy Spirit is so important. Amen. Pray in the Spirit. Talk to God. Meditate on the Word. And these are the things that bring the Holy Spirit right in line with what God is doing in your life. And he can give you information. He can give you the okay. He can give you that peace, that rest. And you don't worry about what's going on around you because you know, see, God, the Holy Spirit gives you that um, confirmation that God is with you and he's working for you. Even though you don't see anything in the natural changing. In fact, when we look in the natural for change, we're always going to be sidetracked. Sometimes that just don't come. You know why? Because God will turn it around in 24 hours. It can be one way. See, and this will be, amen. It can be one way one day and then completely turned around the next. And this is why we waste time looking for signs. Amen. The Bible says the religious people. The the Pharisees always looked for signs because they didn't have the Holy Spirit. They didn't trust God, and so they weren't trying to trust God. They wanted to know everything. They were operating out of carnal knowledge. Amen? And so they had to see everything when God is saying, trust me for the things that you need. Trust me for the things you can't change. He says, and it can be one way one day. And see, because he's an 11th hour God. He works in the midnight hours. And so it can be one way one minute and the next 24 hours or the next five hours is totally changed. And so this is why we need the Holy Spirit to prompt us, to pr- prepare us, to help us to um, deal with our situation. And the Holy Spirit will even let you know how much God loves you because he'll let you feel that love. You know, that comfort that we need when we're going through a rough time. And so these are the things that we need that we can't manufacture. We have to go to God to get these things done. Amen. So the Holy Spirit leads us into your next victory. Your next victory is coming through the Spirit. Amen. You can miss your own victory trying to get it done in the natural. In a carnal way. When God is already placing things in order, people in order. He's taking care of things that are too hard for us to change. And so he's doing all these things. What we should do is trust him. And just know that, you know, when that time comes, God will let us know and we'll see change. We'll see change. We will see change. We have to trust God in it. Amen. You know, we can't do it ourselves. So we must allow God to take control of our lives. Now, how do we get God to take control? By submitting to his authority. You can't be submitted to God one day and you are in control of your situation the next. Running, you know, doing all that stuff. You know how we do. You know, we pick it up and we take it back. We, we unload it on God. And then we take it back. And then when we get too upset, we take it back because we're going to do all of this stuff. And, you know, but we need to leave it with God. Amen. Just repent and say, God, I took it from you again. And I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. And I'm not going to do this anymore. And when you do it again, you tell God you're sorry and you're not going to do it again. And if you keep going through this process, God will totally change your heart and change your wannabe. And you, until you don't want to control the situation. Amen. And so finally you will start to trust God in your situation and submit to his authority. And this is what submitting to God's authority is. It means that you lay it down and you don't pick it up no more. You totally trust in God and you don't care what it looks like. You ain't looking no more. You're just trusting and hanging on to hope. And sometimes all you have is hope to hang on to. Sometimes that's all that's there. But you know what? Hope is enough. Amen. Hope is enough for you to hang on to until God changes your situation. So submit to his plan. Submit to God's purpose. And allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us inwardly. He speaks inwardly to us. He doesn't just speak um, audibly 
or he speaks sometimes through various things, first one way and then another. You know, you don't box God in. He can come and he can change things however he wants to change things. But the thing about it is we have to stay submitted to him so that he feels welcome to step into our situation and change things whenever he wants to. Because we're not, you know, we don't have that situation on lockdown where he can't come in and do what he wants to do. Stay open to God. Because God doesn't have to come in a specific way. God can come any kind of way he wants to. But we have to keep our situation conducive to what God wants to do and whenever he wants to do it. Don't take the situation and ball it up and throw it away or say, I got this, God, but leave it with God so that he can tamper with it whenever he wants because it's his situation. And so let him toil with it, you know, uh, cast your cares upon him because he cares for us. And so God does not want us anybody thinking that they have to change their situation all you have to do is believe that he can amen so let's go to john 16 hallelujah submitting to god's purpose and allowing the holy spirit to speak to us inwardly and this is what god wants john 16 verse 13 and this is jesus talking and he's talking about the works of the holy spirit So in verse 16, it says, A little while, and you will not see me. And again, a little while. Is this the right one? No. 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truths. And he will not speak on his own authority. Amen. Well, is he speaking on your authority then? No. He's speaking on God's authority. Amen. See, this is the thing that I believe the Bible is trying to tell us that the Holy Spirit does not do what he wants to do because he only hears God's instructions. He only hears, so he's not going to change on you and do something different that God does not want done. Amen. And so he's the spirit of truth and he won't change on us. He's going to guide us into all truths. And it says, he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears from God, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. So if we can make it easier on ourselves, we can unload this baggage. We don't have to know what's going on. All we have to do is ask the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of truth. Because he'll lead and guide us into all the information that he wants us to have, that God wants us to have, because he's going to tell us what God says. Amen. There's no middle, well, he's kind of like the middleman, so to speak, but he's only going to say what he hears God say. Understand? So you, in other words, you can trust the Holy Spirit to give you all the information, because he's also the comforter, he's the spirit of truth. He's the person that keeps you connected with power, love, And a sound mind, so to speak. You meditate on the word of God and the Holy Spirit is there to help you in all things. Amen. The Holy Spirit will never leave you out there on your own. But he will always help you. And he will speak things on the inside. He speaks inwardly to us. Amen. So the Holy Spirit shall take from God and deliver to you, so to speak. Amen. He'll take from God the Holy Spirit and deliver to you. He'll deliver to you just what you need to hear. Amen. Nothing less. So you can, in other words, you can trust the Holy Spirit to deliver a message from God and speak it on the inside of you. And it, it can make you and will make you feel confident that God is with you and he is taking care of your situation. He has not left you. Amen. The Holy Spirit will never have you feel like that. Amen. So he will always take from God and deliver to you. Amen. So we're not to be led by our heads. Hallelujah. That was another title I could have used. Don't be led by your head. Amen. <laughs> but be led by your heart. Be led by the Holy Spirit or what's within us. 
Amen. Head knowledge is not based on God's revelation. And this is why we need to leave head knowledge alone. It's not based on God's revelation. Head knowledge is based on what we see, think, and feel. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's why we need to leave it alone because it's based on what we see. We look, we're surveying the situation. And when we look and don't see change, or if somebody says the wrong thing to us, then we base our whole situation or we base what we're praying on on what that that you know what that per, that re, person's reaction you can't do that because God is dealing with people and he is not afraid of nobody amen the holy spirit is not afraid because sometimes you can build people up like the booger bear amen i've done it and you think that the holy spirit cannot penetrate But I'm telling you, the the work of the Holy Spirit is a sure thing. It's a sure work. It's a good work. Amen. But it's power. And it's, it's all power and authority of God is working in this situation through the Holy Spirit. And so God can just speak to people, uh, just on His own, just wham, bam, you know? And some people need that. And I'm telling you, He will do that sometimes. So we can't look at a situation and tell how it's gonna go. Amen. You have to trust God to do the right thing for you. Sometimes, you know, we we never get it right. We always think that God is supposed to do it. Why didn't he do it this way? And then you think, well, it's not going to work out right. It always works out right when God is involved. When you say that prayer, I don't care how weak it was. I don't care how bold and strong it was. But when God is involved, he is going to get that thing done. When you involve him in your business, he's going to get it done right. Amen. Hallelujah. He's going to fix it. And he's going to fix it right. He hears you. And he does not, um, you know, judge you by whose fault it was. It don't matter. It's the devil's fault. Sometimes it is our fault. Repent. And it's not your fault anymore. It's very simple. Amen. And keep it moving. Amen. Because the Holy Spirit knows what he's doing. So we have to be led by the Spirit and not our heads. Because head knowledge, again, is not based on revelation knowledge. Head knowledge is based on what you see going on. And you're drawing a conclusion from that. You know, it can be head knowledge is based on what you hear somebody say, which you shouldn't do. Amen. And then you draw a conclusion by what you hear somebody say. And so if God didn't say it, it ain't real. Amen. I'm learning too. If God didn't say it, it's not real. And it doesn't hold weight. And so this is why we need to check ourselves and don't have so much to say. Because God still has something to say about what we said. Amen. But the wisdom of God is what we need. And it's not hard to have. The Bible says to ask. Paul prayed for the church these three things. And I wrote them down. He prayed for wisdom, revelation, and the knowledge of God. Very simple. These are the three things that Paul prayed for the church. Amen. To know God personally. To know your calling. And to recognize what your inheritance is. Amen. Hallelujah. Through Jesus Christ. And with the riches of his glory in the, in his inherit, in the inheritance of the saints. And so all these things are very, uh, very simple to understand. If you give God your undivided attention and allow the Holy Spirit to work with you and talk with you. Amen. Let's go to Ephesians 1. Hallelujah. The Ephesians way to victory. You want victory? Stay in this book. Hallelujah. Stay in the book of Ephesians. Ephesians 1, verse 17. And, and you know the scriptures, one of my favorites is, is that the God of, of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory. We're not talking to Buddha. We're not talking to none of those gods. We're talking to the God that created heaven and earth. Our Father. Amen. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. 
that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Now, when you get wisdom from God, the eyes of your understanding are being enlightened. Amen. So that you may know what is the hope. Hallelujah. I just like that. So that you may know what is the hope of his calling. And what are the riches of the glory of his, in, of his inheritance in the saints. Amen. And so when you go by way of the Holy Spirit, when you consult God and you depend on the Holy Spirit for your information and that man. Amen. Then the Lord will reveal these things to you. It's called revelation. Amen. And so he will reveal these things to you. Everything that you need to know concerning your situation, he will tell you. Amen. So, you know, we're not to be fatheads. A fathead is a person thinking that they got a lot of knowledge. You know, I know all of that. I know you got people like that, especially in the church. Amen. And what that is, that spiritual pride. When you're a fathead, that's spiritual pride. It really is. Amen. Fatheads don't have any understanding of authority. Because if they did, they would not usurp God's authority. Amen. See, when you are fathead, when you know everything about the kingdom, well, I know that scripture. and I, It's okay. I like knowing scripture. I'm not against you knowing scripture and memorizing scripture. Some people need to memorize instead of memorizing words to so many songs. Amen. But what I don't, don't uh, agree with is trying to figure everything out and have an answer to everybody else's situation because we don't know. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we need to stick with God. Point people to God. Don't, and stop usurping God's authority by trying to take his place and know everything. That's what a fathead is. Amen. Amen. A fathead has a whole lot of carnal information, but very little spiritual information. In fact, their spirit man is little. The head is fat. Y'all getting this? And so don't be a fathead, you know. Depend on the wisdom of God. Trust in the wisdom of God. And be sure that you're getting your information from him. Amen. And God can tell you anything he wants to tell you. Amen. If you go to him and you ask him, he might tell you a whole lot of stuff. And it's okay. Amen. But as long as you're not trying to get this this information from what's on the inside of your heart, or get this information from the dark side or from the carnal, from what don't ever con- draw a conclusion from what you see. It's not God. Amen. You got to have a relationship with God and spend time with Him to truly understand, you know, what's going on even in your situation. So stop trying to get all up in somebody else's stuff. Amen. We should always depend on the wisdom and the revelation of God. And not allow our opinions to sway our thinking. See, we can feel a certain way about a certain thing. And if we, we keep that, if we seal that in blood, our blood, so to speak. In other words, if you just shut it down and say, this is how I feel, that's just how I am. Whatever people do, because they, they don't want to be change their minds. Then you wind up, and that's carnality. And you won't wound up. You won't wind up with the right answer. Amen. You'll be out in left field. Because that is not how God works. The Holy Spirit speaks to your inward man. He speaks to you inwardly. He don't talk to this head. Because it's already fat with stuff. Other stuff. He don't talk to your head. He talks to your heart. Amen. So we should desire what God has for us. And our inheritance through Jesus Christ. See, we need to know, we need to operate more out of what our inheritance is, who God is, what he has for us. Because you don't have to beg, borrow, or steal from anybody or try to figure out when your day is coming. You'll know when your day is coming when you know your inheritance. Amen. You won't have to try to, you won't have to be afraid that you won't have for tomorrow. Because if you're Abraham's seed, and you're a part of the promise, then there's great and precious promises in this Bible for those who inherited the promises of God. And that's you and me. And so we have to lean more to that and stop worrying about it or 
uh, pressing the natural to try to get our needs met. Did I throw you off? Because I went somewhere myself. But we need to stay with God and trust him, you know, for things that we don't understand and things we need. Cast our cares upon him because he cares for us. But that word inheritance means something willed to you. Not given, but something willed. Amen. So don't let what you know become a point of pride for you. Big head, fat head. But know the power that's available to us as believers. That's what you want to do. You don't, you don't want to try to know everything in your own strength. But you want to know everything that is coming to you by way of the Holy Spirit as a believer. What's due to you. Amen. So let's not allow ourselves to become puffed up because that's what puffed up is. You get the fat head or the big head you become puffed up. No matter how much we know, if we don't walk in love, you know nothing anyway. Amen. You have to walk in love. Because if you're, you know, those that uh, walk in love, you know, then you can be led by the Spirit if you walk in love. So let's not be led by our heads because it causes spiritual blindness. Amen. Let's go to Proverbs 3. And it talks about trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not to your own understanding. Let me, let me turn there anyway. Proverbs 3. Hallelujah. Proverbs 3 verse 5. Is this trust in the Lord with all of your heart? And lean not to your own understanding. And in all of your ways acknowledge him, acknowledge God, and he will direct your path. So in other words, we're not trying to know everything and pack all this information in our heads and follow our, our thoughts. Or follow your information that you have in your mind. But follow God. You know, lean not to your own understanding. That means don't depend on your information. Because God may want to come a different way. And then where are we then? We're still at square one. You have to get on your knees. You have to repent. And you still have to bombard heaven to get some information that's going to help you. So just stay humble. In other words, stay humble and always allow God to talk to you. Amen. And it says he will direct your path when you acknowledge him. Verse 7 says, do not be wise in your own eyes. And that's pride. It says, fear the Lord and depart from evil. And it will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. And so leave room, leave a margin for God to speak to you. Are y'all here today? Don't think that you got it all. You know, you know it all and you got it all. But always leave room for God to speak to you, to show you great and mighty things that we know not. And to trust him and trust his wisdom, trust the Holy Spirit for his, his still small voice. That speaks to us on the inside and leads and guides us into all truths. You know, this is not a one-man show. And this is not man's show, period. This is God's show. Amen? And we need to stop taking, taking the reins from God. That's how you get the fathead. You start thinking you know everything. You got it all. And then we don't need God. You know how many Christians are out there thinking that they don't need God? Amen. Let's go to verse 13. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For her proceeds are better than the profits of silver and her gain than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies and all the things you may desire cannot compare with wisdom. So in other words, your, your desires, everything that you desire, everything that you need, everything you need to know cannot compare with having the wisdom of God. Now there's carnal wisdom and there's the wisdom of God. We choose the wisdom of God. Amen. Because there are just things that we don't. See the devil is in the spirit realm. He's hiding from you. He doesn't want you to see him coming. And most of the time we won't. But if we depend on God and trust him for our information. Trust him 
for what we're doing and trust him for uh, help and assistance in uh, in our business or whatever you're, you're dealing with, whatever situation is going on. When you trust God with it, amen, and don't try to figure it out for yourself. He gives you wisdom and it's more valuable than rubies and gold. Did you read that? Amen. And it says, happy is the man that has, that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. Hallelujah. And then, you know, let's see, did, is that the last one where it says get understanding? Happy is the man who finds wisdom, that's verse 13, and the man who gains understanding for her proceeds are better than the profits of silver and gold. Amen. Let's go to Proverbs 4. Flip over. In other words, you know what this is saying. Wisdom is better than stuff. So ask for wisdom. Amen. Because if you just ask for stuff, 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 you won't know how to keep it. You need wisdom to keep it. Amen. You need wisdom for everything. I'm telling you, you need wisdom. That's why it's so valuable. More precious than rubies. And all the things that we desire. The Bible says, you know, that... uh, Wisdom is even better than that. Proverbs 4, 5. And it says, I think, get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will preserve you. See, wisdom can preserve you. It can save your life. That's what it's saying. So with fathead information, that's not going to save your life. But with God's wisdom, it will save your life. We need wisdom. And we need godly wisdom to sustain ourselves. Amen. It says, do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will preserve you. Love her and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. In other words, it's the most important thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt her and she will promote you. She will bring you honor. And when you embrace her, she will place on your head an ornament of grace. A crown of glory she will deliver to you. Verse 10 says, Hear, my son, and receive my sayings. And the years of your life will be many. I have taught you in the ways of wisdom. I have led you in the right path. And when you walk... Your step will be not hindered. And when you run, you will not stumble. See, all of this is because of wisdom. Amen. Not because you know everything and you, you got this. You know, you ain't got this. God's got this. Amen. He's got it even when you don't ask him. He's got it. Verse 13 says, take firm hold of instructions and do not let go. For all you renegades that don't like following instructions... You know, you have to follow instructions. See, it's like this, and this is a perfect example. If you were asked to do a specific thing, do it. Because even though you look in the natural and it doesn't look like, it looks like you can shortcut, don't do it. Amen. I learned to do whatever Pastor Barb asked me to do, I do it first and I do whatever she asks. And there's been a lot of things that say, well, dang, if I could do this, you know, it, maybe that would be better. But I learned through the years do exactly what she says because it's going to always work out. And see, God is teaching me something through that. He teaches something us something because there's always a lot of ways to do some things. But God is teaching us instructions. He's teaching us how obedience and he's teaching us about authority. And this is why some people, oh, amen. And this is why some people don't like, they want to do a shortcut because they think this is how we think. This is the carnal mind. Well, it's still getting done. But that's not what you were asked to do. See, when you follow instruction, it's for a purpose. It's for, per yeah, it's a lot of ways that you can get a specific thing done. But that's not what you were told. That's not what God is looking for you to do. And see, that's the carnal mind. And then if somebody say, you're in the flesh, I ain't in the flesh. But you are in the flesh. Because that's what fatheads do. They stay in the flesh. 
because they're always looking for another way to get something done opposite of what God has ordained them to do. Amen. In other words, God's way is the best way. Amen. So let's stay with God because there's a purpose in it. It's not just for somebody to tell you, try to take authority over you and boss you around. That's the first thing comes to people's heads. But that's not what this is about. You know, because God don't boss people around. You, you understand? He don't have to. You know, the Holy Spirit is, is a person that he, he's not pushy, too push, but he knows how to push. Amen. But, you know, God doesn't have to do those things, and man doesn't either. All you have to do is take firm hold. Do, do verse 13. Take firm hold of instructions and do not let go. Keep her, for she is your life. Amen. See, your life can depend on doing what, following instruction. It always is. It's always connected to your life. It's always following instruction. It's always connected to your survival. It's always. And this is what I have seen in my life. I have seen instruction be more important than what it looks like in the natural. It's always more important. And so we have to remember these things. Amen. And then verse 14 ironically says, do not enter into the path of the wicked. And do not walk in the ways of evil. Because see, when you start bucking authority, then you're on the wrong road. It's so easy to get over there. You know, and it doesn't look like, well, all I did was, you know, I just took a shortcut. And, but these things are detrimental to our survival. Amen. They just are. And so we need to learn how to submit to God. And this is submitting to God. See, when you don't follow through on the instruction, you're not submitting to God. It don't look like it. But you're not submitting to God. Amen. Hallelujah. So love wisdom. Love her and she will keep you. Amen. It's the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. With the wisdom of God, we are led by the spirit and not the flesh. That's why it's good to stay in in the, your instruction and don't deviate from it because you're in the, what did I say? Y'all don't know. What is it? No, that's not what I said. Is it? Oh, yeah, that's what I said. You're led by the spirit, not the flesh. Right. And it was something else that I, I was saying. Okay. So you're in the spirit. When you're led by the spirit, you're in the spirit. You're not in the flesh. You don't have, you don't, you're not operating out of the fat head, but you're operating out of the wisdom of God. See, now when you, when you do an instruction and you do shortcuts, it doesn't look like you're entertaining wickedness, but that's what it was, that's what it is. Amen. That's how important it is. Amen. And so we have to always follow instruction. Amen. The Bible says to love her and she will keep you. And don't, and see, you know what we do? And I know why it says love her, because we don't like her. Because we want to do things our way. And we get mad when people, you know, say things that, that's uh, uh, prophetic, and we don't want to receive it. We don't like wisdom sometimes. And this is why the Bible is specifically saying love her and she'll, she'll keep you. Amen. Love those instructions and she will keep you. Amen. Hallelujah. And the the Holy Spirit of God is our guarantee or our deposit. That word guarantee means deposit or down payment. So the Holy Spirit of God is our down payment of our inheritance. See, it all goes back to who you are, whose you are, and what you know about what's entitled to you. Amen. You got to know what's entitled to you. You know, you got to know what's coming to you. Amen. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit invests in us all of these things that we need. Amen. You know, it's an investment. The Holy Spirit invests in us what we need entirely and forever to help us to live from day to day and to stay in obedience to God. See, that's the Holy Spirit's job to help us. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's part of our inheritance to be spiritually enlightened. In other words, we've been talking about uh, wisdom and revelation. It's part of your inheritance to have it. Amen. And I want it. I want all I can get. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Because you can't go anywhere without it. You can't even do simple things. You can't carry out simple things without the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. So it's part of our inheritance to be spiritually enlightened. That the eyes of our heart be flooded with light. So when, when we have spiritually, spiritual enlightenment or when we have, um, what am I saying? When we have revelation knowledge, I'll put it like that. The eyes of your heart is flooded with light. In other words, the darkness leaves, the confusion leaves, the not knowing what to do leaves, and and the light comes on where the Holy Spirit will give you suggestions as to how to come through as pure gold. Come through with light. Come through and be blessed. It's just the right road. You're on the right road. The Holy Spirit will put you on the right road. And then you know what to do because he's spoken it to your heart because that light has come on in your heart. So the eyes of our, of our hearts are being flooded with light. Blind Bartimaeus was physically blind, now get this, but could see because of revelation. He, 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 was, he was blind in the natural. But he could see because he had revelation knowledge. Amen. He had sense enough not to, not to shut up when people was telling him to shut up. And see, that's why I say when it's between you and God, when he promised you something, you look to him to give it to you. Amen. It's nobody else's business but yours. Amen. So Barnabas knew what belonged to him because he knew about his inheritance. And y'all, so y'all see what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's up to us to understand and know what's your inheritance, what's due you, what's will to you. Amen. And no man can take it away. If someone dies and leave, will something to you, they can take you to courts all they want to. But it won't work because what's will to you is yours. And you will get it. Amen. You'll get it eventually unless you're, um, unless you have no rights to it. You know, but if you have rights to it, you know, you'll get it because it's yours. So Barnabas knew what belonged to him because he knew about his inheritance. Amen. It's all in, in the inheritance package. If you are born again, there's an inheritance package that we all have. And everything, healing, prosperity, um, you know, peace, love, joy. Um, all of these things are in that package, that inheritance pack, and it's yours if you know. And see, that's why we have to know what's due us. We have to know about our inheritance. So Barnabas' eyes were opened to what belonged to him. And this is why he got his sight. Now, how did he get his sight in the natural? Because he was spiritually, um, because he wasn't spiritually blind. In other words, he could see in the spirit, you know, in spirit, he had spiritual knowledge. He could see. But naturally he was blind. He got his sight because he was healed. Jesus healed him. He got his sight because he knew his, what belonged to him. Now, how did that happen? It happened because of his faith. See, faith is part of your inheritance package. And he used his faith because he knew that healing was his already. He knew that healing was a part of his inheritance. And so that's why when Jesus came by and the people told him, be quiet, don't bother Jesus, shut up. He didn't. He cried all the louder. You know why? Because he knew who he was. He knew what was due him. And then Jesus says, what can I do for you? And he said... That I may receive my sight. He, he, he answered Jesus right. And he answered him that way. Because he knew what was his. Are y'all here today? He knew what was his. He knew what was in his inheritance package. He knew that healing was for him. And he knew that if he continued to believe God. And don't give up. Don't, don't quit. And don't be shushing. And he looking, don't shoosh me. Amen. This is between me and the man of God. Amen. You don't have anything to do with the spectators. 
And this is one reason I believe he stayed blind for 38 years, listening to other people. But he got tired of it. Amen. And he said he started looking into his inheritance and what was rightfully his. Your inheritance is rightfully yours. And so Barnabas said, enough of this. I'm, I'm not going another year being blind. Because, and so he got that. Now, see, he got that because the eyes of his heart was open. Light came in and flooded his heart. And that, in other words, that light bulb came on like Beavis and Butthead. Bing! And when that light came on, that revelation knowledge hit his spirit. And he said, I don't have to be blind no more. Amen. That's why the Bible says he was blind in the natural, but he could see. He had sight because he saw that God wanted to heal. The man of God was coming by and he said, that's for me. And so he said, I am not going to stay here another year. And be blind when I can see having people kicking me around and I'm a beggar. He says, no more. Because the the light of life and truth was flooded into his heart where it came, that light bulb came on. He says, I don't have to be blind no more. Not in the natural. He had more sense than anybody there. And they had two eyes. But he knew what was going on. Amen. And so we need to be like Barnabas. We need to find out what's in our, what's that package? That, huh? That, what package? Hmm? Yeah, the benefits package. Where's my little box? Would you get this for me? See that box under that table? If you can bring that here. And see, this is our benefits package. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. And see, this is all on your benefits package. Strengthening love, hope, hallelujah. Strength, encouragement, righteousness, redemption, promises, uh, promises fulfilled. Everybody, I, I passed this around. Everybody wrote something. Uh, eternal salvation and grace. Peace of mind, weakness. What else is on here? Joy. Love, the love of God, faith, confidence, blessed, something else, I don't know what that is. Renewal of the mind, compassion, forgiveness, healing, justification, faith, all of this is in the benefits package. And when that light came on, blind Barnabas said, I don't have to be blind no more. Amen. Peacemaker, blessing to others, new person in Christ. I mean, everybody here wrote something love peace strength and hope new creation i mean it's godliness everything is on here i think it was something on here jj signed her name confidence jj (laughs) and so all of this is in our benefits package and so barnabas realized because that that light came on and flooded his heart and and he realized I don't have to sit by the road and beg anymore because this is due me. When, when it's in your benefits package, it's, it's will to you. Amen. It's your inheritance. And so he says, this is mine. All I have to do is tell the man of God, here I am and I want my healing. Amen. And so when Jesus came walking by, that's what he did. He said, here I am. It's my turn. See, that's what you do when it's your turn. <laughs> You quit complaining to God. When is it my turn? Well, it's your turn now. All you have to do is know who you are and say, you know what? I am not spending another day in this situation. It's my turn. Amen. Even if you ain't been waiting long, God don't care. It's when that light floods your heart and you start to understand who you are and whose you are. You can have whatsoever you say. Amen. Hallelujah. Do I need to read about Barnabas? Let's go to Mark 10. It's in Mark 10. You need to write that down. And, you know, read things when you get home. Don't just go home and do other stuff. But read the scriptures and meditate on the word. And and it's just a good thing because you can feel yourself changing. Mark 10:46. I won't read it all, but it says, Now they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho, 
with his no that's not the right one is it yeah it says uh with his disciples and a great multitude blind Bartimaeus the son of Timaeus sat by the road begging and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth now listen to this he heard Jesus was coming he began to cry out because see he had thought this thing through he said I'm not going to be blind much longer this is my time and see that goes for anybody that says when is it my turn your turn is now amen it's your turn is now you can you can change your situation with God now this is when you're working with God not in the natural don't go back to fathead but this is when you're submitted to God you can change your situation whenever you want to and and if if your situation don't change, if what you're believing for is on a time schedule, you can certainly change how you feel about it. You can move from nervous, worrying, uneasy to faith, peace, and joy, because God's got that. You understand what I'm saying? And so you don't have to worry because it's in your inheritance package. You know, you you belong to God, and so you have a right to have these things. You have a right for God to fix these things. Are y'all here today? Amen. So 47, when he saw Jesus, he's, Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And I know that when he cried out, he cried out in faith, number one. Amen. Hallelujah. Number two, this is just like this. This is what I wrote down. He was physically blind, but understood and acknowledged the Messiahship of Jesus. You know how, now let me explain that. Let's go back to, to 47. It says, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David. How did he know he was the son of David? Amen. I I looked at that, and I'd never really seen that before until the other day. I said, he understood the discipleship, amen, or the the messiahship of Jesus, because he called him, when he used that title, son of David, amen. He understood some things. And see, that's why you know that blind Barnabas was not the same blind person. He was not the same one from last year. Amen. He had this this light had flooded his heart and he and you know he got the Holy Spirit started ministering to him, you know, in his heart, you know, so to speak. And and he knew and understood who Jesus was. You know, what deity are you? He knew what deity he was. Amen. He understood the Messiahship, and he said, you are the son of David. Have mercy on me. And it worked. See, the more you know, the more God shows you. It doesn't matter what people are doing on housewives and all that stuff. What matters is what you know about God, you know, and and what you receive, what you can receive. You can get pretty much anything you want as long as you're in the right place at at the right time with God. Amen. So Bartimaeus decided that he was going to let nothing stand in his way of getting to Jesus. And this is why he fought the persecution. Shut up. Go sit down. Pushing him around. He fought accusations. And he let nothing stand in his way because he knew that light bulb came on. It flooded his heart. And he knew who he was. And he knew that he deserved to be healed because it was in his benefits package. Are y'all here today? Amen. It was willed to him. Hallelujah. His faith ultimately led to his sight. Amen. And the eyes of his understanding had been enlightened because of his knowledge of Christ. Because he understood his Messiahship. Because he understood who he was. See, there was some relationship there. Are y'all here today? Amen. So don't allow your power to go sour. Your power goes sour when you're trying to do everything out of your own strength. Amen. You're doing, but know who you are. Know what's due you. And don't be afraid to stand up and ask for it. You know, what can I do for you that I may receive my sight? 
Amen. What can I do for you that you would do fill in the blanks? Dot, dot. Write your own ticket. Amen. Fill in the blanks. Whatever you want from God, you can get it. Amen. You don't, don't doubt him. If you doubt him, you know, then you won't see some things. And see, these people who say it ain't going to never happen, that's coming from you, not God. God didn't say it would never happen. God said, I, I'll give it to you. You, you know, you can have these things. But, you know, that stuff is coming from your, a wrong spirit. It's coming from a fat head, if I can say that. <laughs> so don't be led by your head. But be led by the Spirit of God. Develop sweet communication with God because you have a, a fat soul. Desire a fat soul, not a fat head. See, all of this carnal, not, I should say, knowledge, worldly knowledge, it'll get you some places because we need knowledge because we're in the world, not of it. But we need a fat spirit or a fat soul to get things from God. Like Barnabas, for 38 years he had a fat head. I'm just saying. But then he became, when that light flooded in his heart, his spirit, his soul got fat. And the head shrunk because he didn't know nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified. Amen. And so all of that knowledge transferred into spiritual knowledge. And he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't care nothing about those people, what they thought of him, that he was a beggar. He didn't feel any less than them because he knew what was in his inheritance. He knew who he was. And he knew whose he was. And when that light came on, this shrunk and this got fat. Amen. And he got what he wanted. Amen. Hallelujah. So quit trying to handle everything. Quit trying to take authority. And I took authority with some stuff you better leave alone because it might be God. You know what I'm saying? Amen. And this is the thing. Stay in tune with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Keep Keep your place with him because it's, it's a treasured thing. Desire wisdom of God. He who desires wisdom, ask for it. Amen. And go in your prayer closet. You can't visit God too much. Amen. So a fat soul is a result of being full of the word. So get full of the word. Take time to read your Bible. Take time to pray with your prayer partner. Amen. All of these things are so important. Yeah, you got other stuff to do. So do I. We all do. But, you know, you make a sacrifice for something better. When something better is coming, you you make that sacrifice. Amen. So get revelation through the inward workings of the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit works in you, not your mind. God don't talk to your mind. He don't want to get hooked up in that. It's too deep. Amen. He don't work with the fat head. But he works and speaks to you through that still small voice and those promptings coming through your spirit, man. Amen. So get revelation through the inward workings of the Holy Spirit. Let God have his way in your life. And stop trying to control everything. We can't control everything. Amen. I have one more scripture. That's Isaiah 55. Hallelujah. Isaiah 55, verse 2. Isaiah 55, verse 2. And it says here, why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? You know, on things. It says, listen carefully to me and eat what is good. Eat the word. (laughs) Be full of the word. And let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you. Amen.
Hallelujah. So your soul delights itself in fatness. Amen. Or the profuseness of spiritual joy. But how do you get that? By inclining your ear to the word. Meditate on the word. We write back to Romans 12 too. Don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You can't do anything spiritual with a carnal mind. Because God ain't talking to it. Amen. Ask Bartimaeus. He had to come out of fatheadness so that he could hear the voice within. And that voice on the inside of him told him his worth. Told him that you don't have to be blind anymore. Told him that you're just as good as anybody else because Jesus died for you too. And in, in in nowadays, Jesus died for us. And so we don't have to stay stuck in any situation. Amen. Situations can change without you seeing anything in the natural. Amen. You know when situations change if you're in the spirit because you feel good. You're not worried. You know that you know that you know that God is doing something. He's working on your behalf. Amen. So know what's in your benefits package. Know who you are, number one. Your benefits package. Love, peace, and joy. Healing. Faith. You get that all from who you are. Get that all from your inheritance. And you have a right to get everything that you need. And it doesn't matter who likes it or not. God doesn't check in with anybody except you. Amen. (laughs) Amen. He's going to check in with you. Amen. So, Father, we thank you for your word. Amen. We praise you.